Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Diana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, The Bogger in the Wardrobe. Yes! We have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive. Um, and we want to know your thoughts and feelings. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter and share your thoughts. Um, are you a black Potterhead? Um, yes, I am. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, well, you can submit to a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. Um, so basically, essentially, um, just write yourself into the wizarding world, you know? Why, why is, what's, what's with the face? Essentially, they tax us relentlessly. Then King George turns Bye. around and spend If you would like to submit, check out our website for guidelines. You can also see examples from other members of the Hogwarts BSU. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love our blog, love Wither Team, have a few extra galleons lying about. Please consider donating to BGNO. We have a lot of fun, dope things coming up. We are just talking about, you know, LeviosaCon, Comic-Con, London, London, Harry Potter, and the Cursed Child. Keep the secrets. Hashtag keep the secrets. But... Um, um, there's so many things that like ideas that we have and things that we want to like be able to share with you, especially on our um, trip to London. Um, but to do that, we really need your help. So if you go to blackgirlsnerdout.com slash donate, you can find all the ways that we take donations. Um, we will be, and if you want, we'll give you a complete breakdown of like where your money went, what we spent it on. Like you want receipts, we'll give you receipts. Like we just want to be able to offer and give and do so much more content wise so um your contributions will really help with that mm-hmm. um also subscribe to our newsletter um every week we share no- nerd news and links to what's been going on so if you want to be in the know be sure to subscribe go to blackgirlsnerdout.com um to do that and make sure to follow us at we black and nerds on twitter like us at black girls nerd out on facebook tumblr and instagram and um you know, if you haven't yet, join our Wizard Team Facebook group where we talk about Potter things with our Potter friends. We just want to do Potter things with our Potter friends. Do you remember that one? Is that too old of a reference? No? You don't know it? Or you, okay. you got it? I do. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> um, no Potter news again. Timey wimey. Um, because it's timey wimey. Uh, we mentioned the last episode, but we're trying to like build up a cash so that we don't die in July before we go to London. Um, that rhymed low key, which I'm really excited about. Anyway, hashtag keep the secrets again. <laughs> Just, you know, it's a thing. All right, let's get into chapter seven, the barber in the wardrobe. I also wanted um, to say real quick, though, real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes to think of time as a, you know, strip, start to finish beginning to end but in actuality it's kind of a big ball of wibbly wobbly tiny whiny stuff 
That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Cool. Um, previously on Wizard Team, um, we met Professor Trelawney, we who said that Harry's gonna die. So, but yeah, also, also die. tells every student, student or every year tells the class that someone's gonna die. That somebody's gonna so, die. So it happened to be Harry so, this know, year. This time, um, it was probably somebody else last. And year. they probably didn't um, die, though. I wonder if they got unless, petrified. Unless they were at the Gryffindor uh, table. Oh God! Um, last year, Here we go. when they were when. Harry contaminated all She's the food with basilisk blood and, wow. and ink and shit. So thanks, Harry. You're a murderer. So oh, also, damn. We had, also, we had Hagrid's um, first class, which didn't go so well due to Malfoy being Malfoy. Um, so there's, you know, we might get in some trouble because Malfoy is gonna uh, insulted Buckbeak, who and didn't realize that Buckbeak had those hands. Buckbeak is like bitch. Um, who you think you're talking to? Who the F do you, think, you I think I is? Hey. Um now, the bargain in the wardrobe. Um Malfoy didn't reappear in classes until late on Thursday morning when the Slytherins and Gryffindors were halfway through double potions. He swaggered into the dungeon, his right arm covered in bandages and bound up in a sling, acting, in Harry's opinion, as though he were the heroic survivor of some dreadful battle. How is it, Draco? simpered Pansy Parkinson. Does it hurt much? Yeah, said Malfoy, putting on a brave sort of grimace. But Harry saw him wink at Crabbe and Goyle when Pansy had looked away. Settle down, settle down, said Professor Snape idly. Harry and Ron scowled at each other. Snape wouldn't have said settle down if they'd walked in late. He'd have given them detention. But Malfoy had always been able to get away with anything in Snape's classes. Snape was head of Slytherin House and generally favored his own students above all others. Okay. I feel like, and I can say this with great certainty because we literally just finished recording last week's episode, that you said... Which is really funny because we were like, who knows if Snape will be here? Yeah, but I feel like you were like, Snape didn't show up, which is how he didn't get benched, and here he is. He immediately proved... Immediately. Like, the fact that, like, you would never hear a student say that about McGonagall, make... Like, and yes, McGonagall's the goat, and not everyone can live up to, like, you know, the amount of slayage. It's a high standard. standard. It is a high standard, I understand. But this goes back to the whole, like, yeah, you're you're a brave member of the Order of the Phoenix, if you're a member or whatever, and you're doing all of these things and what's um, righteous and good and for the greater good or whatever, but you can still be a shitty person. And the fact that, like, your students are, like, no, inherently no, that they would never be able to do what Malfoy does because they happen to not be in the same house is, like, bullshit. Bullshit. You're a teacher. Okay. Yeah, he's the worst. Um, they were making a new potion today, a shrinking solution. Malfoy set up his cauldron right next to Harry and Ron so that they were preparing their ingredients on the same table. Sir, Malfoy called. Sir, I need help cutting up these daisy roots because of my arm. Weasley, cut up Malfoy's roots for him, said Snape. Um, Enabling bullying. Brick red. Huh. Enabling bullying. And, and bullying in return. Um, yes. There's it all together. He's the worst. Um, there's nothing wrong with your arm, he said Malfoy. 
Um, Weasley, you heard Professor Snape, cut up these roots. Ron seized a knife, pulled Malfoy's roots towards him, and began to chop them roughly so that they were all different sizes. Professor, Weasley's mutilating my roots, sir. Snape approached the table, stared down his hooked nose at the roots, then gave Ron an unpleasant smile from beneath his long, greasy black hair. Chains roots with Malfoy Weasley. Why is he like this? So, like, that's the other thing, and I'll bring it up again, but, like, yeah, okay, yeah, he, he, um, favors Slytherin over Gryffindor. Um, he, Ron is Harry's friend. Okay, cool. But, like, he is, like, particularly nasty to, like, very specific characters. Yes. And it's a problem. It's also, like... So I had a teacher, I don't, I feel like I might have told the story, I'm not sure, but I had a teacher once who, like, very clearly liked this group of girls. Like, they were, like, also like, kind of, like, the popular girls, and they were all, I grew up in Anaheim, so they're all just, like, blonde and blue-eyed and, like, pretty little white girls. Like, they're the ones that you would see on the, not that there's anything wrong with being a pretty little white girl, some of my favorite people are pretty little white girls. Um, but it was very obviously, like, this teacher was stuck in, and we were in junior high, which makes it even worse to me, because I feel like junior high is just, like, and this is, like, where they are, too, basically, in junior high, but I feel like this is just, like, junior high is, like, where all of these little psychopaths go to just be miserable and, like, psychotic, and why would you, you know, whatever. But it was very clear that she wanted to, like, she wanted them to like her, the way this in the same manner that like the weird shy girl wants the cool girls to like her and not in the way of like I'm a teacher and I want my students to like to enjoy my class and learn and you know like she wanted to be their friend and it was gross to me and it was just it was also like I can't get away from these girls because we're in the same school at this so it's a relatively small school, um, small circle of people. I can't get away from like them and their, you know, we're the popular girls and blah, blah, whatever. Um, I never cared to be popular. I was actually kind of like quite, I was actually popular, but in a very different way. Like I was like popularly, I was like one of the popular alternative people. You know, like the weirdos that everyone knows are weirdos. Freaks and geeks over here. Um, so I didn't care that they didn't like me or that I wasn't a part of like in their in crowd or whatever. Like I didn't, I really did not care about that. I did care though that I would go into this class and be smart and be discounted or not, or clearly not be favored to these girls whose only thing was that they happened to be, like, cool in parentheses, you know, like, in quotation marks. And, like, that's how it is. It feels like with me, with Snape, it's, like, Harry and Neville and Ron, like, they can't get away from Draco. And Draco's 13. Like, Draco hopefully would grow out of this phase, right? And you can't really fault him for being like an annoying 13 year old right he's a bully but he bu- he's bullying and like this whole like I can't professor I need help cutting my roots and um someone's gonna need to like and oh my god Ron's doing it wrong or he's like messing them up like 
I did that with my brother. You know what I mean? Like, not on the same scale, but it was like, I enjoy to, like, be like, Daddy, Brandon hit me, even though he barely touched me, if he touched me at all. Like, but my father would be like, well, what did you do? You know? Like, and that's what, like, a, an adult and a parent does. It's like, they don't reinforce that bad behavior. They check you on it. Right? Like, because the bad behavior in terms of, like, what Malfoy is doing is kind of, like, what any 13-year-old kid is going to do. Like, just going to be annoying for the sake of being annoying. Going to poke at people they don't like because they can poke at them. Going to, like... Yeah, like, they're, they're, psycho, they're psychopaths. They're going to, like, use whatever, like, social capital they have in a weird way. They're all in their feelings. They're all power-hungry. They're all feel persecuted in some way. And the job of the professor, the job of the teacher, the job of the adult in the room is to check them. All these facts. All these facts. But, yeah, so those are, yeah, yeah. I have feelings. Yeah. Um, so change groups with Malfoy Weasley. But sir, Ron had spent the last quarter of an hour carefully shredding his own roots into exactly equal pieces. Now, said Snape in his most dangerous voice. Um, and sir, I'll need this shrivel fig skinned. Potter, you can skin Malfoy's shrivel fig. Um, Harry skinned the shrivel fig as fast as he could and flung it back across the table at Malfoy without speaking. Malfoy was smirking more broadly than ever. Seen your pal Haggard lately. None of your business, said Ron. I'm afraid he won't be a teacher m- much longer. Father's not very happy about my injury. Keep talking, Malfoy, and I'll give you a real injury, snarled Ron. He's complained to the school governors and to the Ministry of Magic. Father's got a lot of influence, you know, and a lasting injury like this, he gave a huge fake sigh. Who knows if my arm will ever be the same again? So that's why you're putting it on, said Harry, to try to get Haggard fired. Well, said, ha- said Malfoy, Partly Potter, but there are other benefits too. Weasley, slice my caterpillars for me. Here's the um, other like interesting thing about this. Um, wasn't Lucius on the governors? Wasn't he a governor last year? However, mm-hmm. he got fired. Not this exactly. So it's like he still has some like pool with the minister or, or in the ministry and some mm-hmm. level of influence in the school governors, but like. You were just dismissed. Right. And, like, threatened other ministers to, like, get rid of Dumbledore. So, like, how much pull does he have, really? And, like, shouldn't... and I mean, I don't think that they... Wait, did he actually get fired? I feel like he did. I don't think they know that he actually had anything to do with the Chamber of Secrets. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, Dumbledore knows and Harry knows, but they can't really prove it. And he lost Dobby. Dobby's free. Dobby Roman, right now, as we speak, Dobby just out here wearing all the socks, hanging out, doing what he wants. He's actually in the... Well, he can't find a job. He's actually in the kitchens, but... Oh, not yet? He just, yeah. He doesn't have a job. He went on a gap year. You know, he's traveling. Slash, he's unemployed. (laughs) Traveling. Living life. He's, He's freelance. I mean, okay, we'll talk to Winky <laughs> some months and we'll actually see what's yeah. going on. But, that's but yeah, um, but I just, yeah, but still. So, the, it just, it's, it's weird to me that, like, he, Malfoy is, like, doing all of this, like, father has a lot of influence. But, like, Ron and Harry know, like, yeah, but your dad is, ain't shit. Like, <laughs> 
But he still has influence, which I think is, like, the point. It's he, like, he is in a position to get Hagrid fired. To actually, yeah. Um, um, so. Okay, so back to Snape being the absolute worst. Um, a few cauldrons away, Neville was in trouble. <laughs> Neville regularly went to pieces in potions lessons. It was his worst subject, and his great fear of Professor Snape, Snape made things ten times worse. His potion, which was supposed to be a bright acid green, had turned orange log bottom, said Snape, ladling some up and allowing it to splash back into the cauldron so that everyone could see. Orange. Tell me, boy, does anything penetrate that thick skull of yours? Didn't you hear me say quite clearly that, that only one rat spleen was needed? Didn't I say state plainly that the dash of leech juice would suffice? What do I have to do to make you understand? Long you long have long? to be a know, decent human being. Be a better teacher. A decent human being. That too. Decent human being. A Did you teacher, hear me say this? Like, I mean, I think I might have heard you say this, but I was too busy shaking because you were calling me thick scold. Like, you guys, you want to go. Instead, be like, hey, I'll help you, Neville. Do you need some help? Okay, let's see where you went wrong. So, this is what happened, and this is how you can fix it. Not just yelling at him in front of everyone. And also, though, it's like, if we're going to go on a crusade to get a teacher fired, uh, oh, pick me. I have a, I have a nominee. I have a nominee. Mm-hmm. Same. Like, this is who you should be working to get fired. Right? And then, and then it gets even worse. Please, sir, said Hermione. Please, I could help Neville put it right. I don't remember asking you to show off, Miss Granger, said Snape coldly. Longbottom, at the end of this lesson, we will feed a few drops of this potion to your toad and see what happens. Perhaps that will encourage you to do it properly. So, he's literally going to poison Neville's toad because he didn't get a lesson right. Trevor will play with that. Like, that's fucking abuse. Second, and it's like, that like, is... Why is Trevor there in the first place? Like, we can get back to Snape yeah. being an asshole, but like, why is Trevor... Why, like, yeah, can't Trevor... I mean, chill? I guess Trevor does what he wants. Trevor... He, he's like, he's like, oh... I'm I'm just here, but I just that's I that part didn't make no, sense. No, Trevor was uh, just like Neville went to in the class like Trevor, you were supposed to be in the. When did you get in my pocket? And Trevor's like, look, boy, right. don't talk to me. I do what I want. And nobody asks you your opinion. I'm here now, so much. let's deal with it. I don't know, but yeah, yeah this is also like you said, but like Snape. you said, like abuse. It's not even like it's not only abuse, but it's kind of that um, which I mean, it is abuse, but it's kind of on the level of that kind mm-hmm. of torture of. Um, do this or your family gets hurt. You know, like yeah. someone who's completely blackmailed. Yeah, but someone who's like or completely innocent in the whole thing gets. Um, it's up to you to like save them, and that kind of pressure obviously doesn't work with Neville. Like I had a I had a, t- a coach, a basketball coach, and he also coached football, and he would like. Try to do his whole yell, screamy, like, raw, get in your face thing with us. And I'm like, hey, this is girls basketball. Like, you cannot motivate us by screaming at us. Like, that's just not how this works. Like, you, this, is a, this is a different sport. Like, different gender. Like, you need to calm down. Why are you? Right? And then it was like. <laughs> you start screaming at me, like. Okay. Like, I'm not hearing anything that you're saying now. Like, as soon as you raised your voice at me, it was over. It was a wrap. Like. I'm a smart human being. Like, we can talk this through. You can explain it to me. Like you said, like, let, okay, Neville, like, let's sit down. Let's figure out where you went wrong and how we can get this back. But, like, the minute you come at Neville on some do this or the toad gets it, like, 
uh, yeah, of course, he's like, really gonna like tap into his like inner calm now. Like, no, that's not who you're right. teaching. Like, it's not Harry Potter. Like, it's Neville. Like, you have to come at him in a different way. And had you been a good teacher and a decent human being, or like even cared to be a good even, teacher, that's yes, he doesn't even give a fuck. Ugh. He doesn't even want to be teaching this class. Ugh. Though, you know, he's pissed. Um, and Dumbledore just lets Snape. him do it because Dumbledore don't get no fucks either. And like, greater good prophecy type Whatever. Um, Snape moved away, leaving Neville breathless with fear. Are all the... Never mind. I'm not going to do it. I was like, are all the useless teachers in this in this school like only there because of the Order of the Phoenix? It might. They might be. Or like Voldemort and shit. That's actually hilarious. Except for um, Ben's. I mean, not actually because like, well, yeah, I don't know why the fuck Ben's is there. Because um, and there are way more useless teachers than like than moving pieces against the fight for some defeat yeah. Voldemort. Ben's so. is there because they don't got to pay him anything because he dead. You know. That's true. Budget he, cuts. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Snape moves away, leaving Neville breathless with fear. Help me, he moaned to Hermione. Hey, Harry, said Seamus Finnegan. Have you heard? Daily Prophet this morning. They reckon Sirius Black's been sighted. Where, said Harry and Ron quickly. Not too far from here, said Seamus. Hold on. It, lo- it was a muggle who saw him. Huh? Hold on. Uh, Malfoy looked up listening closely. Bruh, oh, yeah, my bad. you gotta go. Okay. Nosy. Um, like, all these yeah. kids just need to like mind their own Seriously. Um, it was a muggle who saw them. Of course, she didn't really understand. The muggles just think he's an ordinary criminal, don't they? So she phoned the telephone hotline. By the time the Ministry of Magic got there, he was gone. Not too far from here, Ron repeated, looking significantly at Harry. He turned and saw Malfoy watching closely. What Malfoy? Need something else skinned? But Malfoy's eyes were shining malevolently as they were fixed on Harry. He leaned across the table, thinking of trying to catch Black single-handed Potter. Yeah, that's right, said Harry offhandedly. Um, Malfoy's thin mouth was curving in a mean smile. Of course, if it was me... I'd have done something before now. I wouldn't be staying in school like a good boy. I'd be out there looking for him. What are you talking about, Malfoy, said Ron roughly. Don't you know, Potter? Know what? Malfoy let out a low, sneering laugh. Maybe you'd rather not risk your neck. Want to leave it to the Dementors, do you? But if it was me, I would want revenge. I'd hunt him down myself. What are you talking about, said Harry angrily. Um, Says other things like Malfoy likes to be he likes to feel important so he knows this extra information about Sirius that no one else does because his father doesn't have any damn chill doesn't know and also his father actually is a death eater and can say like and be like they ain't no death eater although my sorry (laughs) just because his name is black you don't gotta be talking about talking to him that way you can't just be calling people out their name (laughs) the other thing is I think it's actually kind of funny that, like, the Death Eaters thought he was a Death Eater. Like, I'm sure Bellatrix, but Bellatrix is in Azkaban. But I'm sure Bellatrix, if she wasn't in Azkaban, would be like, mm, except... No. Right? Except he definitely wasn't. Um, I know, like, but the other thing is, like, the Death Maybe Lucius might know more, but, like, I don't know whether... Maybe, well, hmm. Maybe Lucius does actually know that it was Pete, well, that was Wormtail, but, like... For his own, you mm-hmm. know, safety and, like, appearances, he's, like, going along with that story and acting and, like, switching it like everyone yeah. else is. Um, and then, like, tells Malfoy and tells Draco that. But then also, it's like, why would you tell your child, like, all of this information? There's absolutely no reason. That's the thing. That's why I'm like... 
I mean, I can understand being like, he, that, he ain't no Death Eater. But you don't need to be like, but actually, also, Wormtail. Let me tell you what really ha- happened. What ha- happened was, you 13 year old. I'm saying you didn't tell about Wormtail. No, I know, I know, I know. Serious, but but yeah. I'm just saying, like. Oh, right, but you know, yeah, but like the whole detail. Yeah. Because like, it's like, you can't. It's not Malfoy story. don't know how to shut up, so. Um, he doesn't. Neither of them do. Um, but at that moment, Snape called. You should have finished adding your ingredients by now. This potion needs to stew before it can be drunk. So clear away while it simmers, and then we'll test long bottoms. Um, Crab and Goyle laughed openly, watching Neville sweat as he stirred his potion feverishly. Hermione was muttering extractions to him out of the corner of her mouth so that Snape wouldn't see. Um, what did Malfoy mean? Harry muttered to Ron. Um, why would I want revenge on Black? He hasn't done anything to me yet. He's just making it up, said Ron savagely. He's trying to make you do something stupid. The end of the lesson was in sight. Um, Snape strode over to Neville, who was cowering by his cauldron. Everyone gathered round. That's the other thing is he's doing like he's purposefully humiliating Neville, so it's like he's doing all this stuff, but also pu- doing it publicly. Publicly, um, and watch what happens to Longbottom's toad. If he has managed to produce a shrinking solution, it will shrink to a tadpole. If, as I don't doubt, he has done it wrong, his toad is likely to be poisoned. Um, Why? How? Like, what's the point? Why? Like, how was that a teaching experience? Like, how does that do anything? Um, Snape picked up Trevor the toad and his left hand. But wait, hand can we also, sorry, I just want to, like, this real uh-huh. quick. The Gryffindors watched fearfully and the Slytherins looked excited. And it's like... Yeah, he's the head of Slytherin House, and there is this, like, Gryffindor like, versus Sliver- Slytherin, like, whatever. But y'all excited that you about to kill a toad, like an innocent creature. Like, that is yeah. what psychopaths do. And that's why it's frustrating, like, the the characterization of the Slytherins. Like, it's literally always the Slytherins are on the bad side yeah. of it. Not like, oh, this one person who's... Yeah, Malfoy, Draco, and, and like, Crab and oh, Goyle. Everyone else gets to be... Everyone else gets to be, like, fully realized human beings. Even the annoying ones like Hotep, Ernie, they get to have their own, like, personalities and, like, separate. But, like... The Slytherins. The Slytherins are just, like, this big hulking kind of, like... And I kind of understand, like, from Harry's point of view that you could see it that way. But, like... This isn't, I mean, it's kind of told from Harry's point of view, but then there are also things that, like, Harry doesn't, maybe Harry sees, like, the Slytherins looking excited, but the Slytherins are actually just, like, Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle, and it should just be, like, the right. class looked on so fearfully while Malfoy looked, peered on excitedly, and it's, like, we all know that, like, Malfoy is a-okay with killing mudblood. <laughs> we found that out last, last right, like, you know, what's a, a toad. But, like, I very, like, easily could see a Slytherin um, blaze, for example, just being like, this is gross. Like, why are we doing this? And, like, and like, like this even is, if you're not, like, even if they're not great people, they can still be like, mm, this is... Too much. And, like, and like we're above this. You know what I mean? Like, we're, yeah. like, why are we picking on this useless piece? Like, even if they don't like, like, now, like, Neville like that, you know, like, like they're not all exactly yeah like, <laughs> yeah exactly like, like so we don't like the Gryffindor sure but does that mean we got to go kill a toad who's only like why why is he even here in the first place but like then we got yeah killed? like um come on so um so Snake picked up Trevor the toad in his left hand and dipped a small spoon into Neville's potion which was now green. He trickled a few drops down Trevor's throat. There was a moment of hushed silence in which Trevor gulped. 
Then there was a small pop, and Trevor the tadpole was wriggling in Snape's palm. The Gryffindors burst into applause. Snape, looking sour, pulled a small bottle from his po- from the pocket of his robe, poured a few drops on the top of Trevor, and he reappeared suddenly full-grown. Five points from Gryffindor, said Snape. I told you not to help him, Miss Granger. Class dismissed. But also, okay, so yes, Hermione did help him, but you didn't. Didn't yes, be like that's how people learn through teaching and help. If you're not going to teach him, someone should. But also, it's like for what for all you know, like yeah, you might have like a, a good guess that Hermione helped him, but you didn't catch her doing it because you gathered everyone around to embarrass him. What if he just? Got it right. What if he just figured it out? Shouldn't that be what you're applauding? Like, sorry, shouldn't that be what you applaud? Mm-hmm. As the teacher of potions, one of your students did a correct potion. And, like, a toad didn't die. So it was really, oh, either you lose five points or... You lose a toad. Your toad dies. Either way, I win. When it's, like, in reality, if you were a good teacher, the fact that your student learned how to do this would be the win. But you're Snape and you have no goddamn chill. Um, Why didn't you lie, Hermione? You should have said Neville did it all himself. Hermione didn't answer. Ron looked around. Where is she? Harry turned too. They're at the top of the stairs now watching the rest of the class pass them, headed for the great hall and lunch. She was right behind us, said Ron. Malfoy passed them, walking between Crabbe and Goyle. He smirked at Harry and then disappeared. There she is. Hermione was panting slightly, hurrying up the stairs. One hand clutched her bag. The other seemed to be tucking something down in front of her robes. How did you do that? What, said Hermione, joining them. One minute you're right behind us. The next moment you were back at the bottom of the stairs again. What? Oh, I had to go back for something. Oh, no. A seam had split in Hermione's bag. Harry wasn't surprised. He could see that it was cramped with at least a dozen large and heavy books. Why are you carrying all of these around with you here? Ron asked. You know how many subjects I'm taking. Couldn't hold these for me, could you? But Ron turned the books over. You haven't gotten any of these subjects today. It's only to Vince Against the Dark Arts this afternoon. Oh, yes. I hope there's something good for lunch. I'm starving, she added, and marched off towards Gryffindor Hall, or towards the Great Hall. Do you get the feeling Hermione's not telling us something? Ron asked Harry. Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, she's definitely not telling you something. But I also love how Ron is the only one, like, really concerned with this because he pays attention to his boo. He's like, something <laughs> is up with her. I don't know what it is, but I'm not going to rest until I figure it out. My boo does not keep secrets from me. And Harry is just like, I don't know, man. I, she got books. I don't know. Someone's trying to kill me. She's Hermione. Can right, we exactly. can we focus? Yeah. <laughs> That's rude. Um, so now we're gonna go to the part where the chapter takes a turn for the better. We got all the frustrating. I mean, we'll probably have a couple more rants because that's what we do. But we got all that now out of the way. Lupin. <gasps> hey, who is it? But Professor Lupin. But who is it though? Professor One more time. Remus John. Lupin. What for the people in the back in case they didn't hear you? Remus. John motherfucking Lupin. Hey, hey. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. It's lit. We missed him for like. A also, we're about to get um, some good I'm, teaching, like just solid like teaching. Where? 
Like, okay, but actually, can we talk about, like, okay, not only is this the best, the first good Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson that we've had, it's also the first good lesson we've had in this book, period. Oh, no, we have McGonagall, but we didn't actually really We don't really get to see McGonagall so, teach very often. And Flitwick does no. have good classes. It's just, we don't really... But, no, 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 I don't, and that's what I mean. I mean, just that are actually shown yeah. in the book so yeah. far. Not, like, period. But, uh, also, though, it's, like... That's not enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it should be the norm, right? We shouldn't be like, well, we're sure that McGonagall has good classes. And Flitwick does. We have, like, the charms. We get to uh, see... Professor Sprout. We get to see... Yeah, we get to see Sprout's class. Um, we get to see the Wingardium Leviosa charms class. Um, transfiguring... We see a couple, a couple of McGonagall lessons. Um, but not really in depth of how they're how she's teaching them. It's already when they're doing the practical mm-hmm. side of it. And, um... We don't see astronomy at all. No. Um... Um... We don't see muggle studies or arithmetic. It's just potions. Because it's just the classes that... Yeah, potions, um... So, potions... Care of magical creatures. creatures, Data. Divination. Um... And then Defense Against the Dark Arts, which is, like, can be good, can be bad. Um... Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's rare. More classes than not are not good. Not good. And then so. this is the other thing. It's like a reason why we like Harry so much is because he is like he's not like he's special, but he's not like he's not Hermione, right? He's not super brainy. He's an average. He's pretty much an average student. Um, but then people, I feel like I see a lot of people that are like well, he's not smart or whatever. It's like, well, it's not like he's got the best coursework. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, he is an average student and he could study harder and try more and do better on his own. But also, like, Dumbledore gives no fuck to who he hires as a teacher. He doesn't have, yeah, he does not have the best teacher. So, uh, Remus John Lupin. Okay, well, back to some awesome teachers. Um, Professor Lupin wasn't there. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> when they first arrived. Bum, bum, bum. At the first... Right? <laughs> um, he wasn't there when they arrived at his first Defense Against the Dark uh, lesson. Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson. They all sat down, took out their books, quills, and parchment, and were talking when he finally entered the room. Lupin smiled vaguely and placed his tatty old briefcase on the teacher's desk. He was as shabby as ever, but looked healthier than he had on the train, as though he had had a few square meals. Good afternoon, That's some Spain. Would you please... That too. Um, would you please put all your books back in your bags? Today's will be a practical lesson. You will need only your wands. A few curious looks were exchanged as the class put away their books. They had never had a practical defense against the dark arts before, unless you counted the, m- the memorable class last year when their old teacher had brought a cage full of pixies to class and said this. Ugh. Um, yeah. Right then, said Professor Lupin, if you'd follow me. Um... So puzzled but interested, the class got to its feet and and followed Professor Lupin out of the classroom. He led them along the deserted corridor around the corner where the first thing they saw was Peeves, the poltergeist, um, who was floating upside down in midair and stuffing the nearest keyhole with chewing gum. And this is the first time we see Peeves, this book. Yeah, it is. Um, Peeves didn't look up until Professor Lupin was two feet away. Then he wiggled his curly-toed feet and broke into song. Looney loopy loopin, loony loopy loopin, loony loopy loopin, which is probably an old song, um, 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was like, oh, Remus is back. Surprise. Surprise. It's been 20 years. It's been in my repertoire. It's oldie but goodie. Let's get it back. Um, yeah. It's really um, funny, too, because it says a few... Um, wait, where are we? Rude and unmanageable, as he almost always was, Peeves usually showed some respect toward the teachers. Everyone looked quickly at Lupin to see how he would take this. To their surprise, he was still smiling. You know why? He's and because he's a marauder, and the marauders and Peeves probably tight like the like Peeves and the right. and the twins. They they've been through some stuff together, which we would know right. about if we would have a marauders series. Um, yeah, we won't get into it. Uh, I take that gum out of the keyhole if I were you, Peeves. He said pleasantly. Mister Filch won't like uh, won't be able to get into his brooms, which you know probably isn't the be- that the worst thing. Probably not, but. You know, Remus is trying to be on the up and up. You know, he had he, yeah, his first but like, but Filch, but Filch killed Robin Callan, so nah. his inconvenience is like. I just really need this to stop. Him to die. No, I just need this to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop. I'm gonna talk about um, no anyway, chill happening. Peeves, Peeves paid no attention to Professor Lupin's words, um, except to blow a loud, wet raspberry. Lupin gave a small sigh and took out his wand. This is a useful little spell, he told the class over his shoulder. Please watch closely. He raised the wand to shoulder height and said, Wadi Wazi, and pointed it at Peeves. When the force, with the force of a bullet, the wad of chewing gum shot out of the keyhole and straight down Peeves' left nostril. He whirled upright and zoomed away, cursing. Also, cool, sir, said Dean Thomas in amazement. Thank you, Dean, said Professor Lupin. Shall we proceed? Also, shout out to Remus, though, for being like, you guys are going to have to, I know, I know you're going to come across peeves every once in a while. So here, let me give you some practical, useful. In the field. Yeah, (laughs) ways to deal with this motherfucker right here when you late for class and you just don't got the time. Yep. Remus, man. Um, Could you be any cooler? Nope. Exactly. Um, they set off again, the class looking at shabby Professor Lupin with increased respect. He led them down a second corridor and stopped right outside the staff room door. Inside, please. The staff room, a long paneled room full of old mismatched chairs, was empty except for one teacher. Professor Snape was sitting in a low armchair and he looked around as the class filed in. His eyes were glittering and there was a nasty sneer playing in his mouth. Um, as Professor Lupin came in and made to close the door, Snape said, leave it open, Lupin. I'd rather not witness this. Um, so really quickly, um, like we're going to get to Snape being horrible again, but this whole chapter feels like a lot about Snape versus Lupin and not necessarily like in, not necessarily like in interaction with each other, but how they teach their students. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we kind of get an example of like, this is how to not do this. And then it's like, this is how to do this. And I think that it's like, um it's made stronger with the fact that they have, I mean, obviously we don't know that they have a history um, at this point, but like, that's also, it's like kind of an undercurrent yeah. um, to like this chapter, which I think is interesting. I also want to point out though, that I think that it's um, interesting too, in the way that it's like, here's how, cause we're going to, I mean, this is a, Gryffindor only Defense Against the Dark Arts, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see, like, a little bit of here's how a class can go when you're not, when you, you're not faced with, like, adversarial, 
Like, you know, right. just, like, your, your argument about, like, stop putting the Gryffindors and Slytherins and classes together, like, it, like, A, it, stop, it really does, like, hinder the education process when you're busy dealing with, like, Malfoy over your shoulder being petty, like, you know, when you should be actually paying attention to potions or to care against magical creatures or something like that. But um, you see, too, just, like, the way in which having, and this, we're about to read this um, next sentence, like, having a teacher who is engaged with, as engaged and um, encouraging really changes uh, how you perform. Mm -hmm. As we see with Neville. Which is like what, this is how we see in a second, but also just what we were talking about a couple pages ago um, with the way that Snape came at Neville for um, messing up. Yeah, just like you said, like it's like the difference in teaching styles is actually very, I don't know what that word is, but um, there's stark differences in their teaching style that they're, they're like they're opposites in a lot of ways and this is mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he got to his feet and strode past the class, his black robes billowing behind them at the doorway. He turned on his heel and said, possibly no one's warned you Lupin, but this class contains Neville Longbottom. I would advise you not to entrust him with anything difficult not unless Miss Granger is hissing instructions in his ear, which is like, why are you specifically singling out? And, and it's not like, even I in your class. Like, it's not even your class. It's not your place. It's not even your class. It's not like it makes no sense. And like the his his bullying of Neville is like, like that. Like obviously he has issues with um, Harry, and he needs to get over them. And like he needs to learn how to be a fucking adult for once. But like his and. A lot of that is just his, like, childhood, it's his 15-year-old mm-hmm. self interacting with Harry. Whereas, like, with Neville, like, what did Neville do to you? Absolutely nothing. What did his parents do to you? Absolutely nothing. Like, unless Augusta Longbottom, like, smacked you across your face for some Which reason and that deserved. probably was valid. <laughs> um, like, you need to, like, why are you specifically singling him out and bullying him? But this is something that they like, do talk about um, a little bit. In Order of the Phoenix, I want to say, or something like that, when we get to see more about Snape and the Marauders, I feel like it's Order of the Phoenix, and it could be wrong. Um, we, I mean, but, yeah, we do see that. But, but what does that no, mean? No, 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 but Snape was, like, infatuated with, like, Lucius, who was older than him, and was, like, a bully. Mm-hmm. He got bullied by the Marauders, but that doesn't mean he wasn't bullying or mean to other people kid then and so i'm just so i'm just going especially because he was running exactly but i'm just going back to that and saying like yeah like the way he interacts with harry like pulls out that like um his problems with harry are like rooted in his problems with harry's father but in all ways snape as a teacher is not far removed from he's like reliving his hogwarts years in all ways, right. which is like, yeah, he bullies Harry, and there's a little, it's a little bit deeper, but he bullies, he was a bully in school, and he's just continuing that now, um, because he hasn't moved past any of that time. Right, his experiences, yeah. and 
He has to go. Really does. Luckily, he is. Neville went scarlet. Harry glared at Snape. It was bad enough he bullied Neville in his own classes, let alone doing it in front of other teachers. Professor Lupin had raised his eyebrows. I was hoping that Neville would assist me with the first stage of the operation, he said, and I am sure he would perform it admirably. Which is Um, Lupin's very polite way of being like, get the fuck out of here with that noise. Exactly. Did nobody ask for your opinion? The fuck? Now then, to Professor Lupin, um, back in the class toward the end of the room, there was where there was nothing but an old wardrobe where teachers kept their spare robes. Harry and Rod would know yep. that. Because they were in there, hanging out. They were hiding in there like they didn't have no <laughs> goddamn sense. You could have just stood out and told the teachers what you knew. Instead, you were like, oh, let's, let's hide. And I like how you said, like, they what? don't have no goddamn sense. As though they have sense and they lost it for a second. No, they, they don't have any goddamn sense. Always. Completely. Never had it. It's a problem. No. <laughs> um, as Professor as Professor Hoopin went to stand next to it, the wardrobe gave a sudden wobble, banging on the wall. Nothing to worry about, said Lupin calmly. There's a boggart in there. Most people seemed to feel that this was something to worry about. Neville gave Lupin a look of pure terror, and Seamus Finnegan eyed the now rattling doorknob apprehensively. Boggarts like dark enclosed spaces wardrobes the gap beneath the beds um really quickly that's you know that's a cute little way to put that in there like there is something under your bed it's a bogger right the cupboard (laughs) i clocked it it's not clara it's not clara's hand coming out and grabbing your ankle why why i don't even think i hated that episode but that part was dumb anyway the cupboard under the sinks i once met one that had lodged itself in a grandfather clock this one moved in yesterday afternoon, and I asked the headmaster if the staff would leave it to to give my third year some practice. Um, which, you know, it was like a good time when Dumbledore's like, yeah, do whatever the fuck you oh, want. Good awesome. job, Dumbledore. You gonna get rid of this thing? <laughs> um, that saves us, you know, we didn't have that budgeted. We didn't have Boggart budgeted, so you gonna save us some cash? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Fine. Go for I it. I wonder what Dumbledore's deepest fear is. Uh, not balancing the checkbook at the end of the school year. <laughs> which is how I'm just now my head canon is like Dumbledore cheap bureaucracy it's just like he's bureaucracy he always trying to balance the checkbook ministry of magic is like look no one's we're we're we're, we're investing in ors we're not investing in education and he's just like fine whatever just make sure it- so it all goes to the ministry it's yes. the ministry's fault it's fudge's always. fault um so the first question we must ask ourselves is what is a bogart Hermione put up her hand. It's a shapeshifter, she said. It can take the shape of whatever it thinks will frighten us. Couldn't have put it better myself, said Professor Lupin. And Hermione glowed. That's what I'm saying. Positive reinforcement, y'all. Um, so the boggart sitting in the darkness within within has not yet form, assumed a form. He does not yet know what will frighten the person on the other side of the door. Nobody knows what a boggart looks like when he is alone, parentheses, except Mad-Eye Moody. But when I let him out, we will immediately become what he will immediately become whatever each of us most. Wait, fears. when? Did, how does Matt I Moody know what a bogger? Because he was oh, in the in, in, cupboard thingy, and a bogger moved in with him. No, oh. um, in Order of the Phoenix, there's a bogger in the drawing room, a mm-hmm. grandma place, and um, Molly like has Matt I double check that it's a bogger before going to like that. It's not oh, because his special eye, basically, because of his eye, and he can like look through. Yeah. I just um, thought he would see his biggest fear and be like, oh, yeah, that's a bogger. Oh, maybe. 
I like to think he's the only one who knows what it really looks like, but that's just okay. headcanon. Actually, I was like, um, what? When? Since when? Since when? <laughs> <laughs> um, this means, to Professor Lupin, that we have a huge advantage over the Boggart before we begin. Have you spotted it, Harry? Trying to answer a question with Hermione next to him, bobbing up and down on the balls of her feet with her hand in the air was very off-putting that Harry had a go. Hermione, be a little bit more cool. Just be cool. That's my one um, thing that I give Snape credit for, but not not credit. Oh, how do I? Oh, I hate this. I hate agreeing with someone mm-hmm. when you don't really agree, but you kind of agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hermione doesn't give people, other people, space to like answer questions and be right. And I know that mm-hmm. like un. This is where we disagree because he thinks it's because she's an insufferable know-it-all. And I think it's because she's just very excited and, you know, like, have no chill. But it's... Right, because it's more like, oh, I want... It's I don't know. It feels less like showing off and more like I'm excited because I have the answer. Yes, exactly. And I think that that's the case. But I can see how someone else... Like, how being in a class with Hermione um, would make other students shrink back and not want to answer because not only does she mm-hmm. always know the answer but she's always like itching to tell you um and so then you have that if you if you're called on to answer a question you kind of have that like well Hermione wants to tell you and she's probably right and I may not be right type of like anxiety yeah. you know what I mean and that's kind of like where we diverge in personalities, but that's mostly just because I'm an introvert. And so a lot of the time I'm like, I know the answer, but I don't really And I'm like, oh my God, who, 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 I know it, I know it, me, pick me, yeah. pick me. <laughs> and I'm totally like, mm, do I feel, so like literally it's like in, when I was at school, like every time the question was asked in my head, if I knew, I, I would know the answer. And I'd just be like, do I, it's just like, that's too much work <laughs> to raise my hand and have to talk to people. I was Nah, whatever. I'll just yeah, I'm not really like the. And then it'd be like, ooh, ooh, pick me no, person ahead. so much as I. Yeah. My anxiety gets in the way, and I cannot stand silence, especially so if I know the answer yeah. and people are just like, uh, I'll be like, okay, fine. We just, no, uh, I'm I know so it. uncomfortable with awkward silences. I just be sitting there. I'm like, so uncomfortable. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, no one say nothing. It's awkward, but I'm like, well, I mean. Yeah, I guess it is what it is. And I'm like, okay. oh my god, can someone yeah, talk? Decided, Please, let's get. Can right, we get out of this? Like, once I've decided not to speak, I'm just not going to. I'm just like. Er, because so Harry has to go. Um, because there's so many of us, it won't know what shape it should be. Precisely, said Professor Lupin. It's always best to have company when you're dealing with a bogger he becomes confused which should he become a headless corpse or a flesh-eating slug i once saw a bogger make that very mistake tried to frighten two people at once and turned himself into half a slug not remotely not remotely frightening the charm that repels a bogger is simple yet it requires force of mind you see the thing that really finishes a bogger is laughter what you need to do is force it to assume a shape you find amusing so real quick it's also like tying into the theme of like fear. yeah um and like, yeah, and just like the and and just ways to kind of overcome like emotions that are negative. Yeah. So I have a couple of things. So when he says, um, 
it's always best to have company when you're dealing with a bogger. Like, that is also kind of similar to, like, um, it's good to, like, have someone to go to when you're dealing with, like, negative emotions, when you're dealing with fear, Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with, you know, a dementor. It's good to have someone to lean on, but also someone to talk to about it. So if you're in a position... um, where you're facing a negative thing, it's good to have support. Um, right. Also, and then for this one, it's like specific fear, fear, but which could also go with like, you know, when you're in that dark house and you hear a thump, that person next to you will be like, Hey homie, don't go right. Out. We out. Did you hear that? We're not going to go. Did you go hear that voice? What know? voice? The one that's saying kill, spit, devour. I did not, but um, how about we go? Let's go. Let's go to the Gryffindor common room. Which way is it going? Go other way. Let's go the other way. How about we run over to Dumbledore real quick? Let him know. Let him know. And then let's go get some pumpkin juice and chill. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out, though, is that when he talks about um, the spell to uh, repel a Bogart, it's, or the charm is simple yet requires force of mind. And that reminded me of like Expecto Patronum and the Patronuses. So like another thing about like combating these things, it's like combating fear, combating sadness and depression and stuff. It's like the fix is simple. If you can get yourself, like once you get, like what you have to do physically or whatever is not as difficult as what you have to do mentally to get there. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it requires... So it's like, once you're mentally there, the physical part of it is it's like... It's easy, right? Like, it's it's cool, just like when it. you... If you've ever been, like, really scared and you freeze, right? Like, I am a freezer. I am... Mm-hmm. Guys, this is why, like, whenever mm-hmm. I get thrown into Gryffindor, I laugh. If something goes down, I'm not the one. I can't run or f- fight or flight. I don't have either. I freeze, which isn't really what you want to do in those like my mom fell on the street this is kind of actually funny but not really funny she was wearing these like pants are too long shoes were not the right shoes for she came to visit me and I don't have a car and so we were walking and she stumbled and fell and my reaction was oh no no oh 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 and some dude runs across the street to, like, help my mom up and, like, make sure she's okay. And I'm just like, uh, 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 no, uh. And he looked at me like I was the worst person, and I was, but I couldn't do anything. Like, I just could I froze. Um, as soon as, like, I can unfreeze and, like, you know, then I'm good, but... Yeah, Gotta unfreeze sense. first, right? Um, <laughs> but I think that those are like, those are, it's, uh, it's these books, like these really great life lessons hidden mm-hmm. in all of these things. Um, so, um, we will practice the charm without wands first. After me, please. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous of the class <laughs> together. Um, good, said Lupin. Very good. But that was the easy part, I'm afraid. You see, the word, not, the word alone is not enough, and this is where you come in, Neville. Um, right, Neville, said Lupin. First things first. What would you say is the thing that frightens you most in the world? Neville's lips moved, but no noise came out. Didn't catch that, <laughs> Neville, sorry. <laughs> Neville looked around rather wildly as though begging someone to help him, then said in barely more than a whisper, 
Professor Snape. Nearly everyone laughed. Even Neville grinned apologetically. Professor Lupin, however, looked... Um... Like, he immediately needs to go to Dumbledore and be like, so... What did I... I know I've only been here for, like, a week. I don't think you can read this, but I... Inquiry. HR. This is a school. Like, go to somebody and be like, so, we have this... I've only been here for, like, a week. I know it's the first time I met Neville. Like, but... His... his, the, The thing he fears the most in the whole world is a professor at the school. I feel like... There needs to be some kind of something, some training. Like, if you can't fire Snape, okay. But, like, some kind of training. Sensitivity training. Something. So you mean to tell me if a troll sneaks into Hogwarts and it's the troll or Professor Snape, Neville is going to go to the troll. Mm -hmm. How is that Okay. Like, it's super extreme and super, like, it's a problem. The thing you fear most in the world mm-hmm. is teaching you classes two to three times a week. Probably more than that. That's why he's a Gryffindor, man. He is basically... That's... A, okay. Two, we're getting... We're getting there. Ron, Ron went all the we're getting way there. into the Forbidden Forest and had to face these huge-ass spiders just to get Hagrid off. Mm-hmm. And save the students from the Chamber Mostly of Secrets. Mostly his bay. And Neville, two to three times a week, has to be taught by the thing that frightens him most in the entire So I was going to save this for when we do our MVPs and stuff, but Neville, being a Gryffindor isn't so much about being, whoa, all right, <laughs> we're going here. There. Whew. Divergent. Yes. Oh I didn't realize we were, we're going, going there. there. Okay. Um, the thing that makes you, um, what's it called? What's her thing? Dauntless. It's not that you are not afraid of things. It's that you push past the fear. The thing that makes you brave. Bravery isn't not feeling fear, it's facing it and doing what needs to be done anyway. Every fucking day. Like, Nello has more fears than most people, which is why it's like, okay, he's not brave. Like, the fuck he ain't, because every day he gets out of bed. Every fucking day. Like, I have this thing, too, where I'm like, every day I get out of bed, I want a goddamn parade. Like, that, those two steps out of bed are the hardest things that I do every day. One, because I love sleep so much. Two, because I hate the outside <laughs> so much. You know, like, I dread what's coming after that. But the fact that Neville is essentially terrified every day and goes through his day every day is, like, why he's one of the bravest people in these books. Braver mm-hmm. than Harry. Braver more so than, I think, anyone else, because... He doesn't have just, like, one big... See, it's not like Ron. He's not just afraid of spiders. Like, he's not just... His one big fear is being afraid of spiders, which you can hopefully, in a clean castle, and, you know, you can limit your interactions with spiders to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Neville cannot limit his interactions with Snape. Right. Every day, he faces his fears, and he has a lot more fears 
than anyone else, which makes him a lot braver than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you, Neville. I'm totally over you telling uh, Malfoy about Harry's fainted man. You're real. real. <laughs> I mean, you could still learn to like um, keep some things to yourself, keep it close to the best, but you know. he's real. You'll be all right. Um, Professor Snape. Hmm, Neville. I believe you live with your grandmother. Uh, yes, said Neville nervously, but I don't want the bogart to try and hurt <laughs> either. No, no, you misunderstand me. I wonder, could you tell us what sort of clothes your grandmother usually wears? Neville looked startled, but said, Well, always the same hat, a tall one with a stuffed vulture on top, and a long dress, green normally, and sometimes a fox fur scarf. And a handbag, prompted Lupin, a big red one. Right then, can you picture those clothes very clearly, Neville? Can you see them in your mind's eye? Yes, said Neville uncertainly. When the Bogart bursts out of this wardrobe, Neville, it sees you, and sees you, it will assume the form of Professor Snape. And you will raise your wand, thus, and cry, ridiculous, and concentrate hard on your grandmother's clothes. If all goes well, Professor Bogart Snape will be forced into that vulture-topped hat, that green dress, and that big red handbag. There was a great shout of laughter. The wardrobe wobbled more violently. Um, this is really it's funny, Neville- too, because, like, the wardrobe is shaking mm-hmm. because the Bogart, like, it can't deal with laughter, you know? So it's getting very yeah. agitated. So... When it does emerge from the wardrobe, it's even more like, I'm, I'm a scared, yeah, you got, I'm terrified. Um, And also, I, at WonderCon, and I'll probably put up a picture of this cosplayer again, I know it's on our, like, I did a recap, and so it's on our website under the WonderCon recap, and on our Instagram, Mm -hmm. but dude rocked the fuck out of Professor Boggart's name, like, walked past me, and I was like, (laughs) whoa so, what and I like made him turn around I was like what this is gold let us do I what yes I like was like yes yes man Woo! killed it I think I saw that picture. Killed it. I will post it again along with when we post this. um, Killed it. Professor Boggart Snape is also one of the greatest scenes in the movies. Shout out to Alan Rickman. It is. It is. Um, R.I.P. If Neville is successful, if Neville is successful, the Boggart is likely to shift his attention to each of us in turn, said Lupin. I would like all of you to take a moment now to think of the thing that scares you most and imagine how you might force it to look comical. The room went quiet. Harry thought, what scared him most in the world? His first thought was Lord Voldemort. Voldemort returned to full strength, but before he had even started a plan to possibly counterattack on a Bogart Voldemort, a horrible image came floating to the surface of his mind. A rotting, glistening hand slithering back beneath a black cloak, a long, rattling breath from an unseen mouth, then a cold so penetrating it felt like drowning. Harry shivered, then looked around, hoping no one would. No one had noticed. Many people had their eyes shut tight. Um, Ron was muttering to himself, take its legs off. Harry was sure he knew what that was about. Ron's greatest fear was spiders. Everyone ready? Harry felt alert to fear. He wasn't ready. How could you make a Dementor less frightening? But he didn't want to ask for more time. Everyone else was nodding and rolling up their sleeves. Neville, we're going to 
uh, back away, said Professor Lupin. Let you have a clear field, all right? Um, well, I guess we should just put right here, like, and Lupin says it later in, like, another chapter, but, like, Harry's biggest fear is... Which is amazing. And I think... Which is amazing, and it goes into him, like, the reason why he feels weak. Like, he's ashamed of being mm-hmm. afraid, um, and and that's why he's ashamed of, like, fainting with yeah. his mentor. Like... Whereas everyone else um, takes fear... Except for Malfoy, but even in, like, that way, Malfoy just denies the fact that he feels fear, but it doesn't, like, you know, but everyone else, like, when they're talking about how they felt about the Dementor, like, they're open, like, they're fine, they're fine, like... they're like, I felt like I'd never be happy again, oh, I felt like, like, this, yeah, like that, like, they will tell, yeah. And they're, um, okay with the knowledge that they were fearful, because they don't, there's no shame in it for them. But for Harry, whose biggest, whose biggest fear is fear itself, um, that is shameful. Like it's, it's shameful that he feels fear because he is ashamed of fear. What? Yeah, it's, it's fearception. Thank man. you. That's what that is. <laughs> um, Ooh, I- um, okay, Neville, we're going to back away. Let you have a clear field. All right. I'll call the next person forward. Everyone back now so Neville can get a clear shot. They all retreated um, back against the walls, leaving Neville alone beside the wardrobe. On the count of three, Neville, said Professor Lupin, who was pointing his own wand at the handle of the wardrobe. One, two, three, now. A jet of sparks shot from the end of Lupin's wand and hit the doorknob. The wardrobe burst open. Hook-nosed and menacing, Professor Snape stepped out, his eyes flashing at Neville. Neville backed away, his wand up, mouthing words wordlessly. Snape was bearing down upon him, reaching inside his robes. Ridiculous, squeaked Neville. There was a noise like a whip crack. Snape stumbled. He was wearing a long, lace-trimmed dress with a towering hat topped with a moth-eaten vulture, and he was swinging a huge crimson handbag. There was a roar of laughter. The boggart paused, confused, and Professor Lupin shouted, Pavardi, forward. Um, so I'm going to go through it, but like, so just we're keeping in mind that the thing Neville fears the most in the world is Professor Snape compared to a bloodstained bandaged mummy, Mm -hmm. a banshee, a rat, a rattlesnake, a single bloody eyeball, a severed hand, a giant spider, um, and a dementor. Snape. Also, though, I want you to keep in mind... He needs to reevaluate his I want you to also keep in mind, on a positive note, this is their first Mm -hmm. Defense Against the Dark Arts class. Professor Lupin... They are killing the game, but Professor Lupin knows Neville by name, knows Pavardi by name, Mm -hmm. knows all of them by name. Professor Ben's... Professor Ben's don't know nobody, and he's been their teacher for three years. So, he's calling Harry Potter... Perkins. Like, Harry Potter. That's the easiest name for you to remember. Perkins. What did he call Granger? Mrs. Granger? Mrs. Greenlee or something? Whatever. Something, something that wasn't her name. It put no, res- her no name. respect on her name. None. But, Professor Lupin. Pavardi, forward. First class. Didn't even do any introductions. It's like, hey, y'all, what's up? Um, no need to put, put your, right. get your like, wands out, says, move like, on. Let, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When Dean says that his, like, the curse that he put on Peeves was cool, he's like, thank you, Dean. Like. On it. He's just a wonderful professor. Um. So, um, ridiculous bellowed Ron, and the spider's leg vanished. It rolled over and over. Lavender Brown squealed and ran out of its way, and it came to a halt at Harry's feet. He raised his wand, ready, but... Here, shouted Professor Lupin suddenly, hurrying forward. Crack. The legless spider had vanished. For a second, everyone looked wildly around to see where it was. Then they saw a silvery... Oh, sorry. A silvery white orb hanging in the air in front of Lupin, who said ridiculous almost lazily so a couple things one he goes in front of harry because he's like mm, harry got some real shit. like shit <laughs> to be afraid of that's like like real real i don't need i don't need to start in the class <laughs> um second um like the fact that he well like obviously the big like thing the um, the orb is a moon clue yeah that sorry i'm i'm blanking on words but like the silvery white orb is a moon and it's like a, a hint at like some other stuff. Um, but the fact that he does it almost lazily, like it's his deepest fear, but he also like, he knows it's a bogger. He's an adult. He's dealt with boggers before. He's just like, and oh, also though his deepest fear in a, in a very, ugh, damn it. He faces his deepest fear monthly. Like he's right. He's not, he's like, no less. Like it is his deepest fear, but it's not like, like it's, yeah. He oh. he has not come to grips with his um I mean he's come to grips with it, but he's never made peace with it. Like it's one of the things that he would change right, exactly. in a heartbeat if he could, but also mm-hmm. and that's something that we see about his character like Yeah. He's books. and he's and he is um just as ashamed of that as Harry is about the Dementor is probably more so because there's actual like consequences and and social implications to him being a werewolf, but he for so I used to be deathly scared of bridges, and then as I when I moved to the Bay, there's so many bridges up here. Good God, guys, so many fucking bridges. Mm-hmm. I'm still scared of bridges, but the other day I like didn't recognize that until we were like halfway off the Bay Bridge, and I was like, I breathed the whole time, like just rode across the bridge, like I didn't even think about it. Whereas. You know, it's not that I'm not like, I'm like, oh, okay, I got over that fear. I think I, I, I have gotten over it for the most part. Um, still not my favorite thing to do. I'm not going to sign up to be the first one walking across a bridge or anything like that. But okay. like the repetition of it has like dampened it for me. And so the repetition of <laughs> becoming a werewolf has really like made him, made it easier Easier to deal with, not easier to deal with, but it's made him more, he's comfortable in dealing with it. Doesn't make it, doesn't get any easier really, but it's not like a surprise or a, he doesn't have that, that same like strength of fear or something. Right. Cause it's like, it's inevitable. It's just it's, inevitable. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's inevitable. It's, it's like death, right? It's always with you. You can't you can't really escape it, so you have to just learn how to cope and live with it. And exactly, unless you're Voldemort. Hey, man. In which case, you know, 
fight, fight that battle. <laughs> I was watching Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and there was a dude that was so Voldemort. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so we just, this whole episode is based on Harry Potter? Okay. I got you. I see what's happening. That's good. <laughs> but instead of Horcruxes, he was like figuring out ways to like computerize his brain and like take over someone else. Yeah. Wow. Like Cassandra. Yeah. Moisturize, Moisturize me. me. Um, okay. Um, okay. Forward Neville and finish him off, said Lupin. Crack. Snape was back. Um, oh, as the boggart landed on the floor as a cockroach. Is that funny? Ugh. Okay. He went, he turned from the, sorry. That's, I didn't, I never peeped that for some reason. I think I always yeah. peeped over that. But like. That's not funny. It's gross. Okay. Anyway, crack. Snape was back. This time, Neville charged forward, looking determined. Ridiculous, he shouted. And they had a split second's view of Snape in his lacy dress before Neville let out a great ha of laughter and the bogger exploded, burst into a thousand tiny wisps of smoke. And so they just on. killed a creature, Excellent. though. Well, I mean, that's I understand story. that. And I'm they... actually curious how boggarts. Time out, time out, time out. I want to double check that it's like actually a thing um, on Pottermore. It might not be. Um... I mean, yes, defense against the dark art. It's a dark creature. You know. Yeah. But... No. Yeah, they killed a creature. But no. But I was. I had a. No. Sorry. You can go on. With oh, that. I was. Yeah, I know. I was just saying. Um... They're supposed to. Okay, well, they didn't actually creep. They didn't actually uh, kill it. They just got rid of it. So maybe it operated because away. It's, or it's, no, it's because it's not. It's um, like a poltergeist. A bogger is not and never has been truly alive. Um, it is one of the strange non-beings that populate the magical world for which there is no equivalent in the muggle realm. Boggarts can be made to disappear, but more boggarts will inevitably arise to take their place. Like poltergeists in the more sinister Dementors, they seem to be generated and sustained by human emotions. Mm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, famous famous boggarts include the Old Boggle of Canterbury, um, believed by local muggles to be a mad cannibalistic hermit that lived in a cave. In reality, a particularly small boggart that had learned how to make the uh, most of echoes. The bludgeoning boggart of old London town, a boggart that had taken on the form of a murderous thug that prowled the back streets of the 19th century London, but which could be reduced to a hamster with one simple incantation. Jack the Ripper. And the screaming bogey of Strathtully, um, a Scottish boggart that had fed on the fears of local muggles to the point that it had become an elephantine black shadow with glowing white eyes, but which Lyle Lupin of Ministry of Magic officially trapped in a matchbox. Shout out to Lyle Lupin. Shout out. That's Rebus's daddy, y'all, in case you didn't. In case you forgot. Her face is, like, so smug Uh, right now. Or, I don't know if it's smug or if it's just, like... I actually don't even know. It was just, like, a a face of pure contentment and joy. Um, (laughs) I think that's interesting because, so, as... I guess, yeah, like, as you have all of this fear, it, ha- it needs some place to go, and all of that, like, forms itself into a bogger, and then maybe sadness is, like, the same with a Dementor. Because I was thinking about that. Like, a Dementor, like... They breed, though. But I think they breed... 
Which is weird I think they think breed about. the way that like single cell organisms breed. Like they like you know. Yeah. I don't think there's like a, a mating. <laughs> I would hope not. Um, <laughs> Sorry, now it's in my head and it sucks. I really yeah. wish it wasn't, but. but yeah, that's interesting, because I was, like, I was really struck by that. I was, even though, because, you know, like, we have, um, like, this was something that always bothered me. It's, like, after Saddam Hussein died and even Osama bin Laden, like, these are terrible people, right? Like, but it always bothered me how, like, kind of, like, patriotic and excited we got about killing these people. It was, like, they're still a person, though. Like, yeah. they ain't worse shit. Sure. Same thing with Voldemort, actually. Let's just take it back to Harry Potter, because I don't want to get too deep into, like, (laughs) the real world with this. But, like, as misguided and terrible and everything as he was, it's like you still can't... And, yeah, it's something to kind of celebrate the, like, getting from under his, like, the terror that he rained down on the Wizarding World. Mm -hmm. But he was still a person who, at, at a certain point, could have been saved or, you know, reformed. I, mean, or, I don't I'm know. I'm gonna lie. When Snape died, when Snape died, I was like, I was surprised and I was like sad and I was like, oh shit, no. Even though like the last thing I known about him is that he had killed yeah. Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Like it still had weight and was still like, no, nah, but that's still a human being. And this is before we even learn about his yeah. whole backstory. And even with his backstory and. You know, and even still, like, it's like... I mean, yeah, and even with his backstory, he's still a horrible person now. I know, and I'm saying, like, even years later, we still, like, we get back to, like, he's a horrible person. But he's still, like, yeah, he was a person. And so that's Mm -hmm. why it just kind of struck me when I was reading it this time. I was like, you know, that's a really good um, lesson. And they'll talk, and they talk about what a great lesson it was. It was their first really good, you know, practical lesson. And I feel very confident that if any of these Gryffindors were out in the forest and they came across the Boggart, they would be able to handle it, which is the point, right? Like, you're supposed to be able to go out into the world with this knowledge and, like, be able to handle what comes at you. But they still, you know, but now I feel better because it's not really a creature and it probably just goes off and reforms or something. It's like a bacteria. I feel like also it's not a creature because it's like, it's like the embodiment of fear. It's like the and physical, so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a physical like representation or like manifestation of fear. So it's not like a person. So it's kind of like a Dementor where Dementors can't actually be mm-hmm. killed because they're a physical like representation of like fear and sadness and like all these like dark emotions and mm, negative emotions. Um, so th- So it's like, Yeah, so, like, I think, like, in the Pottermore, I clicked out of it, but it was, like, it will go away, but there are other ones that will take its place, because people always are, like, Yeah, and, like, it just, how long until it builds back into a bogger, like, that, that Mm -hmm. escaped fear. I'm doing the, um, Iyanla Van Zandt whooshing. Like, Mm -hmm. every time Iyanla whooshes someone clean of negative emotion, she's creating a Dementor. Or a bogger. Sure. I mean, you know, one more thing against her. That's what? Cool. So um, they leave the class. Um, oh. oh, wait. No, no, no. 
Excellent, cried uh, Lupin as the class broke into applause. Excellent, Neville. Well done, everyone. Let's see. Five points to Gryffindor for every person who tackled the bogger. Ten for Neville because he did it twice. And five each to Hermione, to, to Hermione and Harry. But I didn't do anything, said Harry. You and Hermione answered my questions correctly at the start of class, Harry. Very well, everyone. An excellent lesson. Homework. Kindly read the chapter on Bogart and summarize it for me to be handed in on Monday. That will be all. So real quick, never got that five points back. Show did. Snape. Also, though, I wrote, like, favor for his house. So... Well, no, it's only... No, I know, and I know, but I'm just wondering, and we will never really see had, like, does every then house end up with, like, the same amount of points for correct you know, correctly getting rid of the boggart. I would think so because he, no one knows that he's. A yeah, doctor. I mean, and I would think so just because. I mean, that's not why, just because Remus like, Remus has sense. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. If it was like Sirius or James or some shit, then hell yeah. They yeah, but I kind of feel like as Re- even Remus is like five points, but then on the flip side, when it's like the Ravenclaw, he's like one point for everyone that's faced. The you know no. I know I don't know if that's true or not. But, I have faith in him. Um, why is this not... Sorry, I just got really scared because I feel like the Tonys aren't taping. But... Oh, they don't come out till 8. We good. Um, the <laughs> other thing is that... Again, like, at the beginning of the chapter, Snape is like, everyone wants to gather around to laugh at Longbottom for getting his thing wrong. And, um, at the end of this class, it's everyone, let's congratulate you guys for doing this really well. And it's like this positive reinforcement. Um, yep. and so, yeah, like shout out to Lupin for just being an awesome teacher. Yep. Um, talking excitedly, the class left the staff room. Harry, however, wasn't feeling cheerful. Professor Lupin had deliberately stopped him from tackling the bogger. Why? Was it because he'd seen Harry collapse on the train and thought he wasn't up to much? Had he thought Harry would pass out again? Um, I wonder why Professor Lupin's frightened of crystal balls, said Lavender thoughtfully. Uh, that was the best Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson we've ever had, wasn't it, said Ron excitedly. He seems like a very good teacher, said Hermione, but I wish I could have had a turn with the bogger. What would it have been for you, said Ron sniggering, a piece of homework that only got a 9 out of 10? What's funny is it's not too far away from her What is her actual bogger? Which is hilarious. I think it's that I think it's Professor McGonagall. She failed everything, failed right? Yeah, yeah, and that's why that's yeah. <laughs> um, which you know that's a real. Oh thing. my god! I, f- I wonder what my. I was is. talking to my um, someone I work with who is legit forty years out of college, like maybe more so that maybe more than forty years out of college, and she said she still has nightmares of failing out of grad school. And I was like, wow. that's real, because I still have nightmares that I forgot to do my homework or forgot to do something. <laughs> I remember, and I may have told this story on the podcast, but maybe not, but I remember um, I came, after graduating high school, I came yep. to San Diego. I was, like, hanging out with you for, like, a week. And literally, like, the first night, it was, like, the morning, yeah. It was, like, the first night I was there, I had a dream that I had, like, this big assignment due, and I didn't, and I was, like, didn't mm-hmm. do it. And I woke up, like, with real stress, and then was like, wait, I am, like, I'm in San Diego. I am, like, miles away from home and from school. Um, So even if I had that done, like, what was I going to do? And then, on top of that, I graduated. So That's not... 
I yeah. My yeah. brother, when we moved to Anaheim, I was in like first grade or what something, and he woke me up. Um, I'll never forget. Woke me up and was like, "You're gonna be late to school." It was a Saturday in the middle of the summer, and I and we just moved, and I ran around, found my my school uniform because I went to Catholic school at the time and was like ready to go. And my mom or my dad was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm late. We got to go. And they were like, it's June. You don't, why do you even have that uniform? We moved. Like, why did you pack that? Go, go, go take a nap. Like, and my brother was just sitting there like cackling, dying, laughing. And I was like, Oh no, but, and I was like in second or third grade, but, I was I was stressed. Um, okay, so um, who's your MVP? No, can we start with bench? I like to bench people and then end on a high note. I mean, okay. Can we? Okay, cool. We can, totally. Snape. <laughs> I wanted to bench Malfoy again. Snape. I wanted to bench Snape and Malfoy, but Malfoy's thirteen so did and I. can be redeemed. And um was being encouraged to continue in that ill behavior by Snape. So it's another reason to bench just Snape alone. Same. MVP. Remus, because he's the best and he's awesome. And he showed us how to teach a really, like, an actual class, like what teachers are supposed to do. Um, Also, he, like, the way that he reached, because another thing is, like, Snape told on himself when he left we didn't talk about it but he told himself you before played he yourself about how like he clearly he clearly like like not only did he bully neville in his own class but then he did it in front of another mm-hmm. teacher and while remus didn't like say didn't really like go in on him like he got him back in his own remus way made exactly like he was able to i mean he got it on levels like for one he like was able to boost Neville's spirits and have him actually like learn something and like feel good about himself on the other hand he got Snape into his into Neville's grandmother's dress so like Remus is like levels like yes and Marauders um, Remus um Mooney the exactly the Mooney in him is like (laughs) Snape in a dress exactly (laughs) (laughs) Uh, same. I also, uh, I co-MVP'd this chapter, um, with Remus and Neville, because of everything that we already said. So, guys, let us know who your MVP and who you bench for this chapter is. He's the hashtag wizard team. Um, and Mm -hmm. if you're also going to let us know about other benchings and MVPs, can you let us know which, um, episode you're talking about, chapter you're talking about? Yeah, thank that, you. That both. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening. Next week, we'll be discussing Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Prison of Azkaban Flight of the Fat Lady. Make sure to read and follow along. Let us know who you think is the real MVP and who was bench for the chapter. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, um, add us at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Like Guys, said. the fat lady's flying away. Does that mean that it's getting serious? Mwahahahaha. Serious. <laughs>